Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Hello, hello. Yay. Yes. Well, I just, um, I'm so thankful to be here. And I just thought it's wonderful to, on the last day of the year, to be able to preach the word for me, to be able to do that for my, I just thought, what a gift. I'm so happy. So we want to welcome you here. I don't know about you. Um, I'd like to have heard more of that song that Cody was singing. Uh, But I asked him if he knew any more words, and he said no. (laughs) So I guess we just got what we needed to get. But that was wonderful. I love that. And um, the worship, I mean, you know, worship is what you make of it. And, uh, you know, when you enter in. And so I just always am so thankful to come and freely worship God. And um, I'm just think we're going to have a great new year. I was telling people earlier that uh, in the old days, when we first started, we would pray all the way through on um, New Year's Eve. And we'd gather about eight, and so we'd pray and pray, and we'd sing and sing and pray and pray, and then we'd look at our watch, and it was like nine. So we'd uh, break and eat, (laughs) because we all brought snacks. And so then we'd go back and we'd pray and pray and pray and, and praise the Lord. And then we'd look at our watches and it'd be like 10. So we'd break and eat. And so, because uh, we'd all bring stuff. And so we would do that. And then, and then about, about a quarter till 12, after we'd eaten and visited, we'd pray through the new year. And then we'd say, oh, great, time to eat. <laughs> and so we did that for about 15 years. And uh, I thought, you know, nobody can really eat and pray that long, but we did. And we always thought it was a great way to start off the new year. So I encourage you tonight, you know, wherever you are, just to pray and and spend that time with God, just dedicating yourself for the new year, because God has lots of great things in store for us. So I'm really thankful to be here after all of these years. Hallelujah. And so this morning, I want to talk to you about... um, Psalms 139. So we can just open our Bibles and um, now you know that I read from the Amplified Bible and uh, listen, I'll be real honest, I tried the NIV, but I just, every time I'd read through it, I couldn't figure out where I was because, you know, I grew up on the King James and the Amplified and, you know, after almost 72 years, it's kind of hard to change. And so um, we want to read out of Psalms 139. First of all, we're going to pray over the word. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that it is a light unto our path, a lamp unto our feet. We thank you that it is your will for our lives. We thank you, Father, that your word speaks today, that it is as powerful today as it has always been. And it has the power to change us, has the power to enter into our heart and bring love and acceptance and kindness and mercy and all of the good things that you have for us. I thank you, Father, that your word gives us vision. It gives us direction that when we're in your word, Father, we'll find our way more clearly. We'll see ahead. We'll see things to come. We'll be prepared. And I thank you, Father, that your word gives us the strength we need every day. So I pray, Lord, that 
your Holy Spirit just teach us this morning what every person needs. And I thank you for that in advance in Jesus' name. And we all said, amen. So I just want to, I was thinking of what could we have for the new year, going into the new year? What would be, you know how people have new year resolutions, and I really don't believe in that because by day three, I never keep them. So, you know, I just try to do the best I can every day. So I thought, you know, what would be a good thing for us to take into 2018, some truths from God's word that would help us? And so here in Psalms 139, I'm going to start reading in verse 1. Remember, again, the Amplified Bible. O Lord, you have searched me thoroughly, and you have known me. You know my downsitting, my uprising. You understand my thoughts from afar off. You sift and search out my path and my lying down, and you are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my mouth, still unuttered, that you don't know it. You have beset me and shut me in behind and before, and you have laid your hand upon me. I want to stop right there. This is such a personal psalm. It speaks. David says, Lord, you have known me. You have searched me. You know, sometimes we don't want to even pray that because it's a little intimidating. But he goes on to say in verse 5, but he says, you have laid your hand upon me. So, you know, when we think about that, we think, well, Lord, uh, there's some thoughts we'd like to keep hidden. And so we could read this and we could be convicted and think, oh, gosh, he knows everything I'm thinking. Like in 1955, when I took rocks off the playground and put them under my teacher's pillow and... He knows what I did. Or when I was in college and I was studying for exams and I, the milk machine broke, so I took all the little cartons and drank them during the night. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Uh, you mean, but God, you, maybe you won't want to be with me because I have these thoughts. And when I got mad at, at so-and-so and when I thought this about that person and when I thought this about that and when I started to watch that, knew I shouldn't, and I'm sorry. I mean, you know, we, God knows everything about us. He knows every thought we have before we think it. He knows every word we're going to say before we say it. And I, I would like to use that for the next year as just a convicting thing that we would think, you know what, I'm going to live godly. I'm going to not think that way. And you know, you can stop your thoughts like that when you determine to do that in your heart. It just takes discipline. And you know, I, I don't want us to think that, you know, well, God's just watching every little thing I do. You know, when I grew up in the church, we used to have this song. I, I'm not going to sing it, but it was this. God's big guy is watching you, watching you. God's big guy is watching you. Everywhere you go, everything you do, God's big guy is watching you. Now, you know, as a five-year-old kid, that scared me to death. <laughs> I just thought, I don't want that big eye looking at me. You mean God's just one big eye? I mean, you know, as a kid, you think crazy thoughts. But God is with us. The Word says that He knows everything that we're going to say. And in verse 5, it says, even though He knows all of those things, that He has surrounded us behind, before, and you have laid your hand upon me. Now, we should take comfort in this because no matter what we think, no matter where we go, what we say, 
what we're going to do, the word of God says, your hand is laid upon me. There is nothing you can do, say, or think that's going to cause God not to love you. He is with you. David said, no matter what I do, your hand is upon me. This word right here, it says, your hand is laid upon me. When it talks about the hand of God, it's talking about the mighty hand of God. The same hand that brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. The same hand that was on his prophets and priests and kings. That same hand is upon you. No matter, and no matter what you say, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, God's hand is upon you. If we look through this psalm, we can underline all the time it says me. You know me. You know me. And you're not like everybody else. You are the way God has made you, and he's made you that way for a purpose. Let's look on down. Your knowledge is too wonderful for me. This is what David said. David said, I'm not scared that you look at my heart, even though you know everything I've done. He said, David said, this is wonderful that God is with me all the time. That God has, in spite of anything I've done, said, or thought, God is with me. It is too wonderful to even imagine. And that's, you know, how you think about God is how your life will go. That's really important. How you think about God is how your life will go. If you think God is a bad God and he's out to get you all the time, you will not walk in this world free and full of confidence and joy. You will live legalistic under the law and you'll put everybody else around you under the law. You'll not walk in the mercy of God. And God is a merciful God. God loves us. He has a covenant with us, a blood covenant. Jesus shed his blood on the cross. His blood washes us from every sin, every sin. And so how you think about God is how your life will go. If you think God is mad at you, you won't come to God. You won't pray. You won't get in his word. So it's important that we understand God is a good God and he loves us in spite of what we do. It's not about who, what we do. It's about our being, who we are. God knows that. He says in verse 7, David says, where could I go from your spirit? Where could I flee? from your presence. If I ascend up into heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, the place of the dead, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning, if I dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, listen to verse 10, even there, even there, your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. Let's look at these scriptures. You mean if I go into the darkest, darkest place, if I go to the place of the dead, to, pe to where people are confused, where no one knows Christ, it's dark, I'm sitting in some bar, I'm hanging out with the wrong people, I'm doing drugs, you mean in that dark place, God is there? Yes, he's there. He says that. Wherever you go, he is there. If I take the wings of the morning, if I fly away, if I go to the depths of the darkest parts of the earth, you are there. You know, I, I, there's been so many times as uh, growing up for myself, for my husband, for, you know, my children. And I would look at a situation and I would just say, Lord, it looks so dark. There's no light there. 
There, I mean, there's no light. I remember 40 years ago when I was a lot younger, and I remember thinking in situations, there's no light in these situations. There's no light where my husband is working. There's no light where my husband is hanging out. There's no light in there in those friends. They all go after work, and they drink, and they drink, and they drink, and there is no light in there. And so I started praying, Lord, I pray that he would see the difference between the darkness and the light, because God is it's all the same to you. We cannot hide. You think, well, I'll hide. I'll go in this dive or I'll hide and I'll go over into this place or I'll go over into this addiction and God won't see me here. I'll cover myself up. I won't listen to him. God is there. God is everywhere. God is omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. That means he knows all. He sees all and he's all powerful and he's always with us. I just thought, Lord, I, I'm so glad that I found this scripture. Seriously, this was my lifeline that God could see us in the dark. Now, I don't want you to raise your hand. Maybe you've never been in a dark place. A dark place for you could be confusion. A dark place maybe could be, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know how this is going to work out. Maybe that's your dark place. But I want to tell you, God's hand is upon you. Wherever you are, his hand is upon you. You know, I would take this word, and I know this is going to look goofy, but I would walk around my house like this. I just put the word on my head. I would just walk around. I remember one time I put my Bible on the floor, and I stood on it, and I said, God, I'm standing on your word. And you said that no darkness is unavailable to your presence. You said you would go into those deepest, darkest places and your right hand would keep us. And I said, you will do that for my husband. You will do that for my family, for my friends. You will go into the dark places. God, God's not afraid to go in those places. He doesn't care. He is after your heart. So we have to think that, you know, this is how I think about God. That nothing's too impossible for God. That God is all-powerful. That God is everywhere. That God hears my every prayer. That no darkness is too dark for God. He sees everything. And sometimes we get in these situations and we just say, Lord, Lord, I, I don't know what to pray. I want to tell you this. Do not be afraid of God. Wherever you are, God is there. Wherever you are, God is there. You know, I grew up in the church, and, and uh, besides the Big Eye song, uh, we couldn't wash our car on Sunday. And in my day, you have to realize how old I am. We didn't have car washes. We washed our car in the creek. But so we couldn't wash our car on Sunday, so that meant we couldn't go to the creek on Sunday, so we couldn't go swimming either. And we couldn't go to the movies. And, and you know, they would say to me, the adults in my house would say, uh, you can't go to the movie. It's dark in there. What if Jesus comes back? He won't see you. <laughs> I believe that, you know, as a child, I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, I didn't go to, I couldn't go to the movie anyway, but you know, it's funny how we believe some crazy things about God because you know, he can find you in the movie. <laughs> he can find you wherever you are. David said, Lord, even if I dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, your hand shall lead me. Verse 11, if I say the darkness shall cover me, the night shall be the only light about me, even the darkness hides nothing from you. 
Listen, we should be thankful for that. I know that in my own life and things in my own heart, in the darkness, sometimes in the dark places of my own heart, I'm glad that God could see those things because I needed his presence to help me get out. I needed him to reveal these things. You know, the Bible does say that the heart is deceitful. I needed him to reveal things to me so I could find my way out with his help. So there's no reason to be afraid. Even the darkness hides nothing from you. And the night shines as the day, and the darkness and the light are both alike for you. For you did form my inward parts. You knit me together. And I thank you that I am wonderfully made. See, the psalmist goes on to say in another translation that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You probably know it that way. In one translation, it says I am mysteriously complex. But you know what? It, he's thanking God for how he's made him. I find a lot of people, they don't like themselves and they don't like the way God made them and they don't want to be that way. And, you know, but David's like, Lord, thank you. Thank you. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. But you know what happens a lot of times is because of the darkness, because we don't think right thoughts about God, we condemn ourselves. That condemnation will keep us from God. Remember what I said about how you think about God is how your life will go. So if you walk around and you are condemned all the time and inside you're saying, I'm no good, I'm no good, I'm never going to get out of this, I can't, I can't overcome this, I'm never, God's not going to do anything for me because look at me, look at me. God doesn't look at you like that. God doesn't condemn. If, if you hear something on the inside that's saying, you're no good, you're no good, look what you did, look who you are, look at, you messed up again, you hollered again, you screamed again, you did this again, you did, that's not the voice of God. God's voice says, I am with you. The darkness can't keep me from you. Your sin can't keep me from you. I love you. I gave my best for you. Jesus has already died for you. But you see, if we don't think right, and we don't think right about God, then our life will just be bent over when God has so much for us. You see, God knows us. He searches our heart. He has wonderful plans for our lives. David said, God knows me. God knows me, what I did, what I say, where I am. Sometimes we think God doesn't know where we are. But he says, your hand is upon me. And whenever we see the hand of God, we see God's supply. We see God's goodness. We see God's deliverance. We see God breaking every bondage and he supplies every need. And David said, this is so wonderful. This is so wonderful. What a wonderful God we serve. This is so wonderful. Wherever you are today, and you know what? It is wonderful that you have a God that cares so much about you and cares about me, cares about what you care about. The word of God says here in Psalms 138, we didn't read it, but in the last verse it says, the Lord, the Lord will perfect those things that concern me. That means God's got something happening in your life. He's working in your life. Something is happening in your life. Something is happening in you. Something is happening in your family. Something is happening in all of those that you love. 
And so we can't say that God is not moving. But sometimes the situations look so bleak and so dark, we think God can't find us. I want to show a little video clip. I know, I know, it's crazy coming from me, isn't it? I I don't even know how to work my phone. And... uh, uh, but you know when they did those movie clips? I loved that. I don't know if you were here for that, but I just, I loved all those movie clips. I thought that was wonderful. And I liked seeing it up on the big screen and only thing missing was popcorn. And <laughs> So um, thinking about where we are and can God find us where we are. So I was thinking about that and I was remembering, uh, you know, this is a strange thing about me, but I've sailed for many years in the last 15 years, sailed around, sailed on a sailboat around in the oceans, and it's just like, that is so not me, but then it was me, and I loved it. And uh, I didn't love the storms. I didn't like it when the big storms would come up, and I didn't like being on this little tiny boat in the middle of this vast ocean. And I would think, God, I'd look up at the stars at night, and it would just be the sail and the wind and the water, and I'd think, God, do you know where we are out here? Are you sure you know where we are? The world seems so big. And he would assure me, yes, he did know where I was. And so I watch sailing videos at night, usually right before I go to sleep, because they help me just to relax sometimes. So I was watching this video, and I was thinking of this message, and I saw this video, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to play this, because let's turn to Acts 27 for just a minute. Because here we have Paul, and he's in a ship, and he ends up in a storm. And I mean a real bad storm. But you know, when we read this in the Bible, you can read it in five minutes. And I'm telling you, this storm lasts for over three weeks or more. And he was in a really bad storm. And I know they thought God had forsaken them. But the word of God says God never leaves us. But sometimes it seems like we're just being swamped. We're being hit by waves from every side. We feel like we're going under, but God says he's with us. So I thought this clip would be a good illustration of that. And I want to tell you before you see the clip, yes, everybody survived. (laughs) Can we play that clip, please? Are you green? (laughs) Wasn't that amazing? Oh, kind of made your stomach kind of queasy, didn't it? I sent it to Don Ray and I said, is it all right if I show this? And he sends me back a green smiley face. (laughs) Can you imagine being on that boat? Can you imagine being in that boat for three weeks? Paul was on that boat, an ex, not that boat, but a boat similar to that, I'm sure, a wooden boat and much more crudely made. But he said that in verse uh, 20, well, in Acts chapter 27, he said that we sailed along with much difficulty. And in verse 10, Paul said, I perceive this voyage is going to be with disaster and heavy loss, not only of the cargo, but of our lives too. But then they didn't pay any attention to Paul. So they put him on there 
And uh, verse 13 says, the south wind blew softly, thinking they were getting to where they wanted to go, but you can't be moved by what you see or circumstances. But soon after, a violent wind of a character of a typhoon came bursting down from the island, and the ship was caught up and went into it and made to drift along. Can you imagine being in a boat like that, just wherever the wind blew and through those waves? And not only that, it says that they were dangerously, verse 18, we were dangerously tossed about by the violence. And so we threw out the equipment. And then verse 20 says, neither sun nor stars were visible for many days and the tempest kept raging. Can you imagine being in that boat going like that in the dark? I mean, in the day is bad enough, but in the dark, up and down, being thrown around. I mean, thinking any minute that you could die. You know what? I... I think sometimes the storms of life are like that. We've been on, I've been, you've been on seas that are like that. One minute you're up and the next minute you're down. And waves coming, wave after wave, almost to sink our boat. And think about it. When you're in a storm like that, when you're in a storm around you, think of the fear that tries to grip your heart. Think of the nausea in your stomach. Think of the anxious thoughts, the anxiety that you would feel. And Paul was in that for three weeks, it says. It kept going on and on and they didn't even see the daylight. I know that there are ones of us in here who have been in storms of life like that. You lose all sense of balance. You lose all sense of what's up and what's down. You can't see. You don't know what the situation is going to do. You don't know where you're going. But the word of God says in Psalms 139 that God knows where you are. He knows where you are in every situation. He knew where Paul was. Look at this. In this situation, they'd eaten nothing for a long time. And verse 22, but even now I beg you to be of good spirits and take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, only the ship. Verse 23, for this very night there stood by my side an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve. And he said, do not be frightened. Listen, in the midst of your storm, God stands with you. God stands beside you. He is with you. You may not see You may not see that angel, but just know the word of God says God is with you. There is no darkness that is too dark that God can't find you. He stands with you. This was the storm Paul was going through. And where was God? Right there with him. You know, sometimes we think, well, God, if you're here, just make all the, calm all the seas and, and make all the, uh, everything go away. And listen, it's not comfortable down here sometimes. The word of God says that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us from them all. From them all. And here he is. He is in this sea and he's in the dark and he says, don't be frightened. I mean, you know, in verse uh, 22 and 21, he said, I I told you so. (laughs) But he doesn't say anything else. I want to talk about that for just a minute. Paul said, you know what? You should have listened to me in verse 22 and verse 21 but you didn't listen to me. But then he goes on. The next thing he says is, but take heart. Men, be of good courage. I want to say this about that. 
Sometimes when we go through storms, we have people around us and they'll say, well, if you'd only listened to me, if you'd only done what I told you to do, why this is what's happened, this is why that happened, because you took the milk when you were in the uh, uh, sophomore in college, you took the milk out of the milk machine and that's why all these things are happening to you. I'm telling you, the devil has run, not run out of excuses to blame you for everything, to blame you always, constantly, and sometimes, unfortunately, some Christians join in with him. But I think in, 19, in 2018, we are not going to blame one another. We're not going to criticize one another. We are going to encourage one another. We're going to encourage each other. We're going to lock arms. We're going to stand together and we're going to say, men, women, be of good courage. There shall be no loss of life. None. Let's look on just a minute. He says, but we're going to be delivered, but this boat's going to crash. That's kind of basically what he says. And he says, uh, so this is what we have to do. And actually, if you drive, go on down to verse 42, uh, the guy said, jump overboard and swim to shore. And so they all made it safely to shore. Now, listen to this, Acts 28, verse 1. After we were safe on the island, we knew and recognized that it was called Malta. I want to just say this about that. Paul was wasn't going to Malta. He was going to Rome. He was going to preach the gospel to Caesar. Have you ever been in a storm of life and it directed you somewhere you didn't want to be? You didn't want to go? You didn't want to be in that situation. You didn't want to be there. Paul didn't want to be on Malta. That's not where he was going. But God was with him. God can find you wherever you are, wherever that storm leads you. God is there. He goes on to say, and uh, they were so kind to us. They made a fire because we were cold and it was rainy. And Paul gathered some sticks in verse 3. And as he was laying him on the fire, a viper crawled out and fastened itself on his hand. I mean, here, listen to this. Paul was a Christian. He loved God. He was preaching the gospel. He was in the will of God, doing what God wanted him to do. He ended up in prison. He was a prisoner. He was put on a ship against his will. He was in a shipwreck. He was cold. It was rainy. And now a snake bites him. But God was with him. You mean those things happened and God was with him? Yes, God was with him and God is with you. And look at what happened. The snake bit him. And so all the people in verse four, this just is incredible. When the natives saw this little animal hanging from his land, uh, hand, they said to one another, doubtless this man is a murderer. I'm telling you, this is what people do. They see you're having a hard time and they say, well, you must have done something wrong. I bet you did this. I bet you did that. That's what you did. That's why that's happening to you. In 2018, we're not going to say that. We're going to say men and brethren and women, we are going to go through. We're not going to judge. We're not going to be critical of people going through things. What are we going to do? We're going to stand together. So these people just stood around and said, well, you must be a murderer. This is why it's happened. Then Paul simply shook off the small creature into the fire and suffered no effect. Verse six, however, they were waiting, expecting him to swell up and suddenly drop dead. I mean, they didn't offer him compresses. They didn't offer him medicine. They didn't offer him anything. They just watched him wondering if he was going to die. We are not going to just sit around and watch our brothers and sisters go under. We are going to say, no, I'm praying for you. I'm standing with you. 
listen, we're not going to be critical. We're not going to be judgmental. We are not going to let people go under. We are going to get involved. We are going to be right there with them and stand there with them and pray with them and believe God for them. We're not going to be like these people in the Bible. So they, they just waited him to die or something. So they waited a long time and so they saw that nothing, nothing happened to him. Why? Because God was with him. God had a plan for his life. God said, no, Paul, you've got to go preach the gospel in Rome, but I'm in a shipwreck. Did you see that shipwreck? Did you see that ship? I mean, the waters were coming in. It looked like they could drown any minute. I mean, I would have been just hanging on, throwing up, seasick, whatever. I would have been petrified. And I've been in tri tests and trials that make me feel that same way. Make me feel like I'm on the storms of life, but my God stood with me. My God stood there, and he'll stand with you. But it's when we get in the word of God, we find out what he says. I mean, you know what we have to say? God, you are my peace. God, you are my strength, and you are with me. God, you are my helper. God, the word of God says that the Holy Spirit is our comforter, our standby. Can you imagine having somebody like the Holy Spirit standing by to help you? He's just standing there. You need help? I'll help you. Help comes from the word, the word of God says. This word is our life. So I thought, well, in 2018, what's something good that we should know that we can hold on to? God is wherever you are. God is. You know, we should say things like that. God is. You know, most people say these two words. What if? Well, what if this doesn't work? What if what she said is not true? Well, what if everything falls apart? What if? What if? Just those two words. What if? That can just change the whole direction of your life. We should say two words, these two words. God is. God is my strength. God is my comforter. When you're in the middle of a storm, it's dark all around. God is my light. God is my salvation. God is my strength. God is my hope. God is my deliverer. God is my helper. God is my wonderful father who loves me, knows everything about me, and his hand is still upon me. God is. So in 2018, we're just going to say God is. Wherever I am, God is. And I am not going to be critical. I am not going to be judgmental. I am just going to get in there and stand with my brothers and sisters. Amen? Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord God, that your word encourages us. Your word, Father God, encourages us to go on and to face everything that comes in 2018. We will stand in the power of the word of God and go forth. We will stand in the power of the word of God and speak the word of God over our situations, over our family, over our friends. We will speak your word, Lord, and we will know that wherever we are, there you are. Thank you, Father with every head bowed and every eye closed. Now you can say that if you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart. I mean, he wants to be with you. He wants to stick with you in every situation for the rest of your life. If you've never just asked Jesus to come into your heart, could you lift your hand? I just want to pray with you. I am not going to call you down here, but I want to pray with you. Thank you. Is there anyone else? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Anyone else? I want to pray for you. Hallelujah. Thank you. 
Now I'm going to ask if there's any, yes, thank you, thank you. I'm so excited. Jesus is going to go into the new year starting today with you. Now I just want to ask with every head bowed, is there anyone here who you feel that because of the things that you have done, God has left you, that God can't hear your prayer, that you're too far gone, you're too surrounded by the darkness and he can't find you. But we just heard, he can. He can see in the dark. And he loves you. And you just want to get back to him. You want to start over in 2018. If you're here, would you just raise your hand? I want to pray for you too. I'm not going to call you down here, but yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Lord. Yes, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yes. We want a new start this year. Yes, I see your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, let's just all pray after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus is your son. You sent him to die for me, to pay for my sins. And he rose the third day in victory. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Father, that you know my name. You know where I am at all times. You are always with me, and you will never leave me. Thank you, Lord, for showing me things I need to change. And you give me the power to make those changes. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your goodness and for your love. In Jesus' name, we all said, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas. Or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.